And welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Podcast. This is your Monday edition. Uh, Coach and Kane here to give you a little bit of a uh, weekend recap of this past weekend's college football uh, week five and some pick 'em action into week six of the college football season. Uh, Tyler, what do you think we should talk about first? Um, you know, let's start with the uh, Pac 12 after dark, the Arizona State upset of the number 15 ranked Cal Golden Bears. What a terrible game. You're telling me. Herm Edwards, man, I like what he's doing, but I mean, I, I'm just just not a huge fan of what's going on in the Pac 12 over there. Uh, I think it's just a bunch of disappointment. Um, you know, and I, I think the big question here, you know, with Cal being upset, you know, there's no more undefeated teams. Um, you know, they were ranked 15 and there are some Pac-12 teams that are still ranked, but Tyler, can you see any reason, any way possible that a Pac-12 team gets into the college football playoff? Well, here's the first issue. The Pac-12 was relying on Cal. That shows you the state of the Pac-12. They're relying on Cal, a team who just fired Sonny Dykes. <laughs> well, hold on. Sonny Dykes now over there at SMU, he's got them ranked for the first time since 1986. But those aren't his players. So? He did not recruit those players. You're seeing what he has recruited at Cal. You're seeing what Chad Morris recruited at SMU. There's a big difference in those two programs. Right now, give me the AAC over the Pac-12. Ooh, all right. Uh, wow. Uh, but okay, so back to the question. Uh, Pac-12, do they get in the college football playoff? I mean, because you got to think about it. You know, at most we have a two-loss Pac-12 champion or one-loss Pac-12 champion up against what could very well be a one-loss LSU, a one-loss Texas or Oklahoma, depending on who comes out of uh, next week's game, uh, one-loss Georgia, and a one-loss Notre Dame team. But I don't really want to talk about Notre Dame because it's just bad. That whole, that whole situation is bad. But, you know, you have so many other contenders there that to be that fourth spot, you know, I just don't see a Pac-12 team making it this year. They're not. I mean, it's simple as that. They're not. You listed it. You've got, a at best-case scenario, a one-loss Pac-12 champion. They're going to beat up on each other. You take that realistically, you're looking at a two-, three-loss champion. You go down the list, a potential one-loss LSU would, who would have had to gone through Texas. Auburn, Florida, Bama, A&M. Could also very well be an undefeated LSU or a one-loss Alabama. Very easily. And you look at Texas or Oklahoma. I place more stock in the Big 12 than I do the Pac-12. There's Texas and Oklahoma, they could run the gauntlet in the Pac-12 right now. Georgia, they're going to have to go through Florida. They're going to have to go through Florida. Florida's without their quarterback, though. They are, but it's still the name recognition of Florida. You're still in the SEC. You will eventually have to play either LSU or Alabama in the national championship game. You still have to play Auburn. SEC championship. SEC championship, correct. You still have to play Auburn. You've already beaten Notre Dame. So we can go ahead and eliminate Notre Dame. We can go ahead and eliminate the Pac-12. Okay, so leading into that, can we we maybe cross out Clemson? Because Clemson... That was not the same Clemson we've seen before. They were kind of shaky against UNC, the fighting Mac Browns, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think. I mean, this is not the Clemson of, of old. This is not the Clemson that doesn't Clemson anymore. Clemson, the Clemson. <laughs> I mean, I look at this at the ACC 
Yeah, I think UNC, I think it's rivalry game at home, perfect storm. I just don't see Clemson dropping a game in the, in the ACC. I don't either, but, you know, it, it's, it's always good to bring that up because, you know, we put all this stock into Trevor Lawrence, and, you know, I'll be guilty of it. I put a lot of stock in Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, throughout the season, he's got, I think, eight touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. And, you know, going deeper into that, he's got four touchdowns and three interceptions at home. If you can't play well at home, what makes you think that you're going to play well on, you know, the big stage? You know, because Trevor Lawrence was this freshman. He had no film on him. Uh, you know, so I guess it goes into the sophomore slump. But, you know, we were calling this guy the best prospect in last year's NFL draft. And now he comes into this season and it's looking just – it's just not the same. It's like he feels – it's like he doesn't have anything to prove. Well, here, here's the, the problem with Sunshine. Sunshine. Everybody has tape on him now. Right. It's up to him to make the adjustment, which I 100% believe he will. He will make the adjustment. He's too good. He's too talented. He's got too good of a supporting cast around him. He's got too good of a coach to not progress, not get better. So I, I have no worries about Sunshine. He's going to be fine. It's just how long is it going to take him? Are they going to have to lose a game, which I don't see them doing? No, I mean, I don't think I don't think they lose a game. Uh, you know, that team is just way too talented. Uh, you know, and what Dabo has, Dabo's up there on a tier with Nick Saban right now. Yeah. Uh, but it comes to coaches. And, you know, the way he recruits, the way he rallies everybody together, I don't think they lose a game. But you know, but you have you're, when you're only when you're only convincing win, your only top twenty five win is over Texas A and M. I mean, you got to think about it. You have the rest of your ACC schedule, which, granted, the ACC is not what the ACC used to be. No, it's not. As much as Danny Cannell wants to hype up the ACC, it's just not very good. Uh, bottom, you know, but Texas A and M, you know, Texas A and M, you know, and you know, bless my heart, you know, they almost lost to Arkansas this weekend. Arkansas is terrible, they and are. I love the Hogs, but they're terrible. Uh, well, Chad Morris inherited a very bad situation. He did. He did. I mean, Brett Bielema, he left that program in shambles. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just nothing to say other than, than be patient. That's all I can say. Yeah, but, well, I'm an Arkansas get, fan, and I've been trying to stay patient since 2012. So, uh, you know, let's – but anyway, so – But know, I mean, back, to, back to Clemson, their schedule is so weak. They can't afford to lose a game. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. And I think ultimately they'll grab they'll gravitate to that thought that they cannot afford to lose a game, and they will rally them. And they'll be they'll be ready. Now, my own personal opinion, I think they played to their absolute climax last year in the national championship game. They could not have played a better game. Bama could not have played a worse game. Granted, That's absolutely part of that, right. Part of that is due to Clemson's defense. Clemson had a phenomenal defense last year, one that we all slept on. I don't but, think anybody was sleeping on Clemson's defense. Not, you had what four guys go in the first round yeah, just off the defensive line, around, but everybody was giving attention to Alabama's defense, well, that, to yeah, Auburn's that's true. defense, to LSU's defense. So I mean, granted, Clemson was really good, and they 100% deserved to win that national championship game. But come on, they played they played their <laughs> absolute best game, lights out, that they could possibly play in that championship game. That's true. So, I mean, you got to take that with a grain of salt. All right, let's move in uh, to kind of the, you know, the new AP rankings that came out. I know you've been fired up about it because uh, I know your Tigers, your LSU Tigers, you know, they drop a spot on a bye. 
you, I like the fact that Clemson is now number two because I feel like that gives them something to prove, especially, you know, 21-20 against, you know, North Carolina. Alabama, definitely number one. I feel like that's correct. Georgia, number three. But I just don't understand how Ohio State, who, in my opinion, has not really played anybody, uh, jumps LSU, who had a very convincing win against a really tough Texan, uh, Texas team just a couple weeks ago. But, you know, when your biggest opponent so far has been Nebraska at Nebraska, it's just not a very, you know, strong schedule. I mean, you played FAU, Cincinnati, uh, Indiana, Miami, Ohio. I just, I mean, I feel like they get a good test next week. But I just don't understand how you can put that team at four up against a solid team like the LSU Tigers. In no way do I think LSU is the best team in the conference. I don't. It's Alabama and Clemson head and shoulders above everybody else. But LSU has the best resume in the country right now. Yep. They have the best win. I don't care. You can say what you want about Notre Dame. Texas is a better team than Notre Dame. That is a better win. So I don't know how you're going to punish a team who went on the road to Austin, which is a very tough place to play in the middle of summer. We all know how hot it is in Louisiana and Texas in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. They went on the road without ACs in the locker room, and they won that game. How are you going to punish them for taking a bye week? Oh, they didn't cover against Fandy? Oh, my bad. I mean, what are we doing? This LSU actually has an offense for once. Let's That's all take a break. True. We, we all love this product that we're seeing from the Bayou Bengals. I love it. Absolutely love it. But, I mean, seriously, come on. How are we going to punish them for taking a bye week? Everybody takes bye weeks. And you can't tell me Nebraska was so good that they were worthy of Ohio State jumping up. I mean, come on, folks. Yeah, I was all on the on the Scott Frost bandwagon, thinking, oh, they I actually, still love Scott Frost. I, well, I still, I, I still I think I he can turn it. it around. He can still turn it around. I, it's going to take a while, but when you have a team like the Ohio States, and you know, really, that's it. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, they're good every year, but I don't think they have, you know, I don't think they have the pieces to take that extra step. Uh, and I'll be the first one to admit, I didn't think Ohio State was going to be what they are this year. Oh, I didn't either. You know, losing I mean, Urban Meyer and then having Justin Fields, who couldn't win the job at Georgia, and I'm not taking anything away from, you know, Jake Fromm. But, you know, you have a guy that has to transfer to go to a better situation to where he's definitely going to start because I'm not too high on Tate Martell either. But, you well, know. Evidently, Manny Diaz isn't either. Uh, that's also a good point. But, you know, I just don't see how Ohio State – can be in the top four right now. I just I just can't see it. LSU, Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, that's your top four. Uh, I may I would, may I would go as far as put Oklahoma above. That's true, but we'll Ohio see State. we'll see after this week, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma and, and I really wish I could have gone to that game. But you know what Oklahoma's done so far has been amazing. It is. That I offense. feel like, you know, I'm I'm five ten on a good day. Five ten on a good day and uh, you know, I the same height as Kyler Murray, but nowhere near his size. Uh, I'm a lot bigger because I I love junk food, but uh, I don't think I could run. I mean, I think I could run that offense. I think I could too. I think I could channel my you know my flag football days and you know run that offense pretty well. I mean, coming from a small school that didn't have football, I think I could step into that quarterback position and operate it as effective, not as effectively as Jalen Hurts has because he's just taking it to another level. That's true. And this is awesome because I hate Alabama. Everybody in the South hates Alabama. But we've all been rooting for Jalen Hurts after what he has gone through, how he has handled that situation. And to see him go to Oklahoma and step into that program and take it to new levels, it's awesome. I don't like Oklahoma. 
I hope they lose every game. <laughs> Amen. But it's it's it shows you the the reward of sticking it out, of persevering and and growing, you know, like Jalen Hurts has, and he has come out the better for it. And his his NFL stock is skyrocketing right now. Yes or no, does Jalen Hurts win the Heisman? It depends. Nah, on, yes or no. I'm not going to give you an answer yes or no, but I will say is if Joe Burrow and Tua light it up in the LSU-Bama game, it makes it less likely, but he is the favorite. All right, so I think it's come to that point in the show where we get on to our pick'em. We're going to have each week some of our other hosts, some of our other analysts, uh, you know, quote-unquote analysts that we have, uh, have them come on the show and help us pick them out. Uh, I'm going to kind of be hosting the entire deal. And at the end of the year, whoever has the highest points, uh, I'm going to buy them a $5 gift card to Dairy Queen because, you know, that's just how we roll around here. You know, we're very cheap. Uh, So the first guy that we have on this week, uh, you can actually hear him a little bit more on Thursdays as well with our uh, fantasy episodes. But uh, Thomas Pringle, uh, he we have him on the line right now. Thomas, can you hear us? Hey, how's it going? Uh, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Not much. Trying to make these picks and win that Dairy Queen gift card. I understand. I understand. Uh, so the first game that we have uh, is going to be Auburn and Florida. It's actually College Game Day's uh, game of the week, uh, and it's a pick 'em right now. The line is at zero. What you got, Thomas? really good, and it looks like he's getting better every week. I mean, they absolutely demolished Mississippi State this past weekend. And to be honest, I don't think Florida's really been tested yet. I don't think Auburn has. They played a very, they played a pretty good Oregon team, and you know, Kyle Trask, Kyle Trask is just now taking over the starting job in Florida, and I, you know, I think that the Auburn defense is really going to push them and really going to test them, and I have Auburn winning this game. Uh, final score, I'm going to go 35-21 to Auburn. Okay, 35-21. Tyler, what do you have? Um, in that game, I've, I've got Auburn. Um, Florida's offense is, is bad, like really, really bad. And Auburn's defense may be the best in the nation. Um, Ooh, that's a hot take. I think it is. They have a really good defensive line. Um, that, that defensive line is probably – that's a that's a really good offensive or defensive line. Um, I, I'm like Pringle. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. Um, I think Auburn Auburn rolls, forty-two to seven. Woo, forty-two to seven. Good lord! All right, next game we have uh, is Cal at Oregon. Oregon is a fourteen-point favorite. What you got, Bring? Well, I was looking at this one, and I said, "How is how is Oregon? You know, minus fourteen. How are they that much of a favorite?" And it turns out that last last week is Arizona State. Cal lost their starting quarterback, Chase Garbers. Now. Had an injury to his uh, to his shoulder on his throwing arm, and I I'm assuming that this line is this big that he's really not expected to play. Uh, with that being said, with that being said, Chase Garbers is, is very good to begin with. Uh, taking his place is Devin Monster, who's a transfer from UCLA. Who, if he can't be Chase Garbers, who's not very good, then he really he really can't be that much better. <laughs> Oregon's defense is really really good. It's very very stout. They really played Auburn close. You know, Are you being like Tyler saying it's the best in the nation? I wouldn't say it's the best in the nation. <laughs> it might be the best in the Pac-12. I think it's the best in the Pac-12. I think it might be one of the best in the Pac-12. Uh, I think this game is going to be very low scoring. Um, I have Oregon winning 28-10. to 10, So win and a cover. Okay, 28-10. to 10. All right, Tyler, what you got? 
see, I've, I've gone back and forth on this game. Pac-12 after dark, you don't know what to expect. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to go under, just like Pringle, or un, unlike Pringle. I think Cal's offense is legit, no matter who you put back there. Um, so, I mean, I think I don't think Oregon's defense can stop them enough to cover. I think Oregon wins, but I don't think they cover. Okay. All right, next game we have uh, to our big LSU homers here on the line today. We have the mighty Utah State Aggies. Isn't that right? The Aggies? Yeah, the Aggies. The Aggies coming into Baton Rouge, uh, LSU at a whopping 25-point favorite. Pringle, what you got? Well, Jacob. You know, you know that I'm a Utah man through and through. So y'all gotta, I gotta go. Jim Arrange, baby, Jim Arrange. Um, but seriously, uh, yeah, LSU should handle this game pretty well. Uh, Utah State, uh, interesting thing that Jordan Love, the quarterback, who is some say he's an NFL prospect, and now he's just gonna go against Joe Burrow. So hopefully, it's a good game. It could be high scoring. It might not be, but ultimately, I think it's there's really no way that LSU shouldn't cover. And so I'm gonna take LSU. I'm, I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give a prediction on this one. LSU is gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you know, last time, you know, LSU fans got that confident Troy came to town. So, uh, well, that's, that's what I'm worried about. I don't, want, hey, I, don't, I don't want to give a score because of that. So I understand. LSU's going to win. All right, TK, what you got? I've got LSU covering this one, but it's really close. I think this line is is spot on. I think, I think they just barely get it. I think they win by 25 on the dot. I think it's actually a push. Um, this ain't your granddad's LSU. This offense is – amazing and I just I don't know too much about Utah State I know historically they're a really good team um, they can beat anybody on any given Saturday in history um, but like I said this is not your granddad's LSU they're going to run the score up on basically whoever they want to but I think 25 Alabama? with the exception of Alabama oh, okay just making sure um, you got to calm me down a little bit over there yeah um but I think at the end of the day, LSU's offense is way too much for Utah State, but it is close. All right. Uh, next game, we have the mighty Spartans of Michigan State coming to the firepower offense that I don't think, I definitely didn't expect. But Ohio State, Ohio State opens up at a 17.5 point favorite. Uh, Pringle, what you got? I really want to pick Michigan State. I really want to pick Michigan State on the road at the upset against Ohio State. I mean, they're a really they're a really well coached team. They're usually pretty good on defense, and it's just the thing that stops me is that I know how bad their offense can be. Michigan State's offense is gets outright stagnant sometimes. Yeah, I think that seventeen and a half is a little too high. Uh, I think the game will be a lot closer than everyone thinks it will be. You know, to be honest with you, if it's you know if it's tied, if it's really close going into the fourth quarter, that wouldn't shock me at all. But I mean, I think Ohio State is way too talented and has too much of an explosive offense for Michigan State to keep up. But I will say that I think this game will be Ohio State's real first test of the season because we all know Nebraska is not there. It's as good as everyone says they are. So for a final score, for a final score, I'm going to give. I'm going to say 38 to 24, Ohio State. Okay. Uh, and I just see, you can't see it right now, but Tyler is boiling. Uh, he has a hot take coming up. Tyler, what do you have for us? 
I'm going to hit a, a Coach Corso and not so fast. Ooh. Michigan State pulls the upset oh my on the road in the horseshoe. They win it 17 to 14 because Michigan's defense, Michigan State's defense is really good. Ohio State has not been tested. But like you said, Michigan State's offense is atrocious. It is very, very bad. But they get two, not one, but two defensive scores, and that's how they win the ball game. They get two defensive scores and a field goal? Yep. Wow. Wow. Okay. And to be honest with you, I can see that happening. I can definitely see a additional world where that does happen. So, I mean, like, it's really hard for me not to take Michigan State here for the upset, but I mean, I think I'd you know, go with Ohio State just because the, the firepower on offense. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, uh, our next game that we have, uh, we have Washington at Stanford. Washington opens up as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Pringle, what you got? 13-and-a-half is way, way too high for this game. Uh, I agree. Stanford's offense has not looked very good without Ketchup Estella being out. He might be back. I haven't seen anything indicating when he's going to be back. Uh, if he's back, it's definitely a lot, a lot closer game. But regardless – you know, Washington's pretty good. Washington's a pretty good team. Uh, Jacob Beast is playing really well for them right now. Uh, their secondary is pretty good. Uh, but 13 half is a little too high for me. Um, for this game, I'll probably say 28-17 to 17, uh, Washington. Say that score again, please. 28-17. 28-17. All right. I actually had a buddy the other day said that Jacob Beeson's going to be the first QB off the board uh, in the draft, and I just can't see it. But, uh, Tyler, go ahead. I'm I'm kind of torn on this game, thirteen and a half. I think I think it's too much, but barely. But I'm going to go against my stomach and my brain, and I'm going to say that Washington wins it by fourteen. Okay. Stanford is bad. They're not the Stanford that we're used to. Washington has has Jacob Beeson. You both know how I feel about him. Y'all both know that I think he's a very good quarterback. I don't think he's the first one off the board. But I think he is a very good quarterback. That he puts them over the edge, over the top. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, and you know, in the league now, you are you know, really football in general, it's all about the quarterback play. Exactly. And you know, Jacob Beeson, he's experienced. You know, he's been around some really good programs. Uh, so you know, I definitely think he's a great quarterback. That I'm not trying to diss him there, but to say he's the first QB off the board, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. That, I don't think he's going that high. All right, so let's move on to our next game. Uh, this is going to be a barn burner, I believe it. Uh, we have Iowa at the wonderful, wonderful Michigan. Uh, Michigan actually opens up at a seven and a half point favorite. Go ahead, Pringle. This game is. This is really going to be a bellwether game for Michigan. <laughs> I mean, are they for real? Are they really for real? For nope. real? Uh, and I, but I don't mean I don't mean interrupt you, you but you cannot I cannot deny that Michigan has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. But that offense has looked awful. I mean, they put 50, yeah. they put 52 two on a poor little Rutgers team last week. But this is Iowa, who a lot of people are picking to win the West. Uh, Michigan got stomped by Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa plays a little bit of a similar game to Wisconsin. Uh, Nate Stanley, uh, Iowa's quarterback, is very good. Is very, very good. So I have to go Iowa here. And I think it's not, I really don't think it's going to be close. Uh, I'm going to say 30 to 14, let's say 30 to 14 Iowa. 30 to 14 Iowa. Wow. Iowa's defense is also very is also very good and they're a very well coached team in general. 
And I think right now Michigan doesn't have their doesn't have the identity. They're relying on talent. Whenever you rely on talent too much, you, you're going to get beat like this against teams that are better coached. So uh, I think this is going to be a case this weekend. Even on the road, I think Iowa pulls it out. Thirty-one fourteen. All right. Uh, well, and and it's crazy because you know after watching these past couple of weeks. You know, I actually picked uh, before the season start, you know, uh, I actually picked Michigan to win the Big Ten and I'm probably going to lose a lot of money. But, you know, that's OK. Uh, you know, at least I'll still be able to buy the gift card to whoever wins this. But uh, <clears throat> so we have the Wave versus the khakis. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Pringle on this one. And I'm, I'm much like you, Jacob. I picked Michigan to win the Big Ten at the start of the year. I figured if Harbaugh was going to win it, this was his year. Yep. He didn't have to deal with Urban Meyer. He's on paper he had the superior team. This was his year to win it. But man, they are very disappointing. Army or yeah, Army is a really good team. They're a very underrated team. Army should have won that game. No way should Army even be in that ball game. Yeah. So I'm gonna much like Pringle. I don't even think this is a close ball game. But I think that Iowa wins it 21-23 points. So I'm going way above the over. I think this over, I look at it and I laugh. People are horribly, horribly underselling this Iowa team. They are just like Michigan State to me, except they've actually got a competent offense. Um, And I think at the end of the year, we're going to look back at the Iowa-Wisconsin game, and that's going to be one of the better games of the year. Um, so, like I said, I'm going Iowa. I think they win it by 21. Ooh, okay. All right, and last game that we have on our board today, <clears throat> we have Texas at West Virginia. Uh, my personal belief is horns down, but I got Texas winning this one because I really love Sam Ellinger. Uh, but Texas opens up as an 11-point favorite. Pringle, finish us off. What you got? Jacob, you know one of my favorite songs is? What is that? Country Road. Take me home <laughs> to the place I belong, West Virginia. So Texas' secondary is really, really beat up right now. They're yeah. very, very beat up. They're dealing with a lot of injuries on defense. You know, traveling traveling to Morgan Center and playing West Virginia at home, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough on anybody. Um, this, is be, this is an opportunity for West Virginia to have a statement win with their new coach, Neil Brown. And I want to go, and because Texas is so beat up on defense, I want to say I want to go to West Virginia. I think it'll be very, very high scoring. You know, uh, I would say maybe forty-five to forty-two, West Virginia. Ooh, that is hot. Forty-five to forty-two, West Virginia. TK, can you finish? Oh, and by the way, defense is very, very beat up on. I think if West Virginia can take it, you know, can take advantage of that. I mean. It'll be a very – there'll be some fireworks in this game. And, you know, playing at home, playing at home in a tough crowd like that, I mean, that, that definitely influences me a lot. But I got to go to the Mountaineers. I hope John Denver steers me right. <laughs> and, by the way, whenever you go on The Voice, man, just let me know. I'll vote for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, TK, finish this segment out. So, I'm going to throw this back to when LSU went to Texas. Here we go. We saw what that Texas offense did to a – Granted, not as good as usual LSU defense, but still a quality SEC defense. We saw what that offense did to that defense. They torched them. Granted, I don't think Texas can stop West Virginia either. But there ain't no way that West Virginia is going to even think about slowing down Texas. They roll in this game. They win it by 
I dare say, 28 points. Good God. It's not even close. Well, I do I do want to point out, too, that, you know, who does Texas have next week? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I mean, do you, this, this could be a game where Texas comes in on the road looking ahead to the Oklahoma game, looking to get themselves reestablished into the playoff picture, and they just, you know, they, West Virginia sneak by them, so... You know, looking ahead to, I, I'm, gonna, I'm betting on Texas going to be looking ahead to playing Oklahoma next week. West Virginia being at home, and West Virginia looking for a statement win. Cool. All right. Hook them horns. <laughs> it's okay. Cool. Hook them. But nice try. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, Pring. Well, uh, I'll get the. I got these down for you. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing you later this week uh, with our fantasy episode. Uh, so, anything else you want to say to everybody out there listening? I'm looking forward to giving some fantasy advice and getting that Dairy Queen gift card. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Thanks, See man. See you. See you. Man, I, I still can't get over Pringle singing Country Road to Take Me Home. That was amazing, right? That that might be the highlight of the year, listening to him <laughs> sing Country Road to Take Me Home. Let's not talk about, you know, Jalen Hurts and what he's doing, you know, Pringle. Yeah, that's Pringle. It. I mean, that's if. If Pringle's not taking the, the spotlight, are we really doing this right? That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, man, this is this is going to be a ride. This is going to be a ride. I'm definitely going to enjoy it. You know, uh, you know what started off is, you know, just a couple guys uh, meeting up in a dormitory living room uh, talking about sports and because, you know, obviously we all peaked in high school, uh, you know, and, you know, here we are five years later doing what we want to do, so – yeah, it's the American dream, right? Chase your dreams. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. Uh, welcome to America, where anybody's a uh, anybody's a public figure. Yeah, just be careful what you say. Because <laughs> it can show up five years later. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the show. Uh, we hope to see you guys later on this week. Uh, throughout the college football season, we will have college football updates. We'll have uh, NFL fantasy updates, uh, some baseball updates, hockey. Uh, we're going to try and fill you in on all things sports. Uh, this has been Coach and Kane. This has been 1201 Sports. Even when we're wrong, we're, we're always, always right. right. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more